This is an RNZ podcast. If you're a news media boss or proprietor and you appear in the news yourself, it's not often good news. More often than not, it's because something's gone wrong at your company or that you've messed up somehow personally. Though back in September last year, it wasn't easy to work out what kind of news this was. G'day folks, well, you know, we're in Auckland, uh, Queen Street, so um, I was just actually getting some refreshments and some warm uh, treats for the boys just down the road for the new office, and I was getting them from Countdown, and this uh, massive hoof of a man was abusing the staff and stealing alcohol, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I... Uh, was Todd Scott, the owner of the National Business Review, in his own social media video, explaining how something funny happened to him on the way to the NBR's new office on Auckland's Queen Street. When he saw someone stealing beer from a downtown countdown, he tackled them and tried to perform a citizen's arrest. But it was all in vain, as Kerry Woodham told News Talk ZB listeners at that time. The store manager was telling him that the police had advised that he should let the thief go. The officers couldn't come to the store. And he couldn't make a citizen's arrest. Understandably, he's disappointed. Todd Scott later told the Herald he was a bit embarrassed by all this, even though a local police officer praised his courage. But on Reality Check Radio, Todd Scott didn't sound too sorry and said it wouldn't have happened where he lives in Fiji. You know, uh, Fiji might be third world, but New Zealand is lawless. Wow, Todd. Well, uh, thanks for giving us firsthand your experience there. Um, It's got the attention of a lot of people because I guess you wonder what you'd do yourself in that situation, right? I mean, you would. What do I do? I I think a lot of us have. I mean, you know, and and, and a lot of us do. And, you know, I I guess I can understand, you know, what the police are saying. You know, they don't want anybody else to get hurt. They don't want vigilanteism. But, but again, I just I just premise it by saying if more people with the ability to do what I did could, without breaking the law, less people would break the law and get away with it. Now, when news media bosses get unwanted media attention, people usually say that comes with having the top job and getting paid the big bucks. But it was the big bucks that Todd Scott agreed to pay for the NBR more than a decade ago that got mentioned in many of the news stories about him subsequently. The former Young Butcher of the Year and later Lotto presenter on TV ended up in sales at the NBR many years ago. And when owner Barry Coleman decided in 2009 to put up New Zealand's first ever online paywall for subscribers, Todd Scott became the NBR's chief executive. After that, Scott seemed to struggle to pay for the deal that he struck with Coleman to take control of the NBR, a deal he later described as a fleecing. He sold his house to do it, living in a motorhome for a while with his partner in life and business, Jackie. Now There was also a period in 2018 where Todd Scott took to Twitter to issue blunt instructions to NBR journalists. He also dumped all commentators with political connections around that time and fired contrarian columnist Sir Robert Jones. Todd Scott had out at advertising and marketing agencies, declaring he wouldn't deal with them anymore and that he didn't even need them. Instead, he put paying subscribers at the heart of the NBR's business and when COVID struck, he killed off the printed weekly edition of the NBR altogether and went online only and fully ad-free. Now, that was a bold call, but a risky one. 
And after the NBR marked 50 years in business in 2020, some in the media business wondered just how much longer it would last under Scott's stewardship. But Todd Scott invested heavily in revamping the NBR's online platform and hired ex-broadcasters like Rachel Smalley, Martin Devlin and Duncan Garner as opinion writers. And then he dumped them all some months later. A chief executive appointed in August 2022 quit just three months later, and in early 2023 it was reported that Todd Scott was prepared to sell a stake in NBR, and even that Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation might be a possible buyer. But while all that eventually came to nothing, accounts of the volatility that have seemed to surround the NBR for years have vanished in more recent times. NBR has a slimmer operation than it used to be, with 10 journalists, two co-editors and four production staff in new Queen Street premises these days. But it has that new editorial team, and it's hired new reporters recently, including two in Australia. And the staff that MediaWatch spoke to lately say all is well and seems stable. So, on a trip back to New Zealand this week, I asked Todd Scott, what's the plan for his second decade in charge at NBR? It's a thankless position to be in to own a media company when you are committed to having no control over the content and I have none zero and people don't understand that they, they don't they just oh come on you know when I was floating the idea of you know maybe taking on some business partners investors or even just selling out to a better owner because you know I'm, I'm not the best uh, it, it's just me right now if somebody can come up with a better plan I'm all for it but um my experience was people wanted it for the power and what they have to understand, there is no power. I have no control. So that's what I mean. It's a, it's a very thankless business to own. You make a profit, you put the money back in again and, and keep hiring good journalists. That's what I'm doing. Jackie and I actually can't afford to come back to New Zealand. They look at us and they go, oh, you're living in Fiji, you're living the high life. We don't actually get to catch up with our friends like you do. You know, we don't get to go to nice restaurants like you do. We went to Fiji because we we did lose all our money. Our, all our money went into our house. You know, I got quoted as having a, you know, a, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar motorhome. Well, actually, it wasn't. It was three hundred and forty five, and we built it. Jackie designed the inside of it, so we had a plan that we'd hit the road. Um, and we'd hit the road for as long as it took for us to get into Fiji, but it just took a lot longer than anybody anticipated, and we ended up actually living in a street called um, Ruapehu Street in Aotearoa Now, I challenge anybody to be brave enough to go into Aotearoa and actually drive down that drive. That's where we lived. We stayed there for, for 10 months on, on land my cousin owned. So I guess a bit of an irony that the, you know, the guy that ended up Publishing the rich list every year was um, driving the opposite direction of being in the rich list somehow. Uh, I, I bet it was such a you know it was uh, you know an incredible experience. Like and, and that's how I see challenges in life an incredible experience to to better understand and become ultimately a better calmer person. I mean, you know, did, did we take some risk? Damn straight we did. I mean, back in 2012, I mean, there were plenty of people then saying, ooh, the media is a bit of a sunset industry. Um, did you hope that you might buy something that in the end would be an asset that you could sell on and might make you some money? Or was this really about business journalism? You were determined to be a part of it? It's widely known that I was on a fairly um, attractive um, profit scheme with Barry for uh, at least two of the years that I worked with him. And um, there'd be a, you know, the ceremony between him and I and the, the cheque would be exchanged and and I would just look him in the eye and shake his hand and say this is great I really appreciate it but don't forget what I really want is to own this business 
You know, it's like if, if you were ever fortunate enough to play in the All Blacks and you were ever fortunate enough to play in the All Blacks and become the captain, and if you were ever fortunate enough to become the captain of the All Blacks and then buy the All Blacks, you would do whatever you had to do to do that. Well, there were reports back in, I think, early 2023 that uh, you might be willing to, or even offering up a stake uh, in the company, even uh, whispers that I think you had denied at the time that it was uh, News Corp and Rupert Murdoch across the ditch that might be uh, interested in uh, taking a stake that didn't come to anything. But is that something you're still thinking no. about? You would be prepared to do, or you want no. you want to be the sole owner? No, I'm almost. I'd almost taken off now with disdain, to be honest. No, no, but I, <laughs> I, I. I don't know. I, they, it has to be somebody incredibly qualified to do the job that NBR, NBR and its members require. It's a very simple business, but it takes somebody with discipline who understands they have no control over the newsroom. You own it, you pay the bills, you back them 100%, but you don't have a say. And by the way, pull your head in on social media. <laughs> um, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense for anybody in my current mind state to, to, to make an offer because it just I wouldn't be able to justify it. It's because I don't want you to buy it. It's, we don't need you to buy it. We just need our member subscribers to buy it. You can buy it on a monthly basis and you can ensure that it continues to be invested in. Hmm. Well, back in 2012 when you initiated the deal to take control, even back then people were saying, well, in the digital future the media is going to be a tough business. Um, but then I guess no one could have foreseen at that point that our major biggest paper publisher stuff, or Fairfax Media, as it used to be, ended up being sold by its Aussie owners for a single dollar, you know, to one person. So, you know, in a kind of management buyout. Um, yeah, I, I, I disagree with you. I don't think that was surprising at all. And I, I think there's still carnage to go. I think that, by and large, media companies are mismanaged. They're mismanaged because they've got shareholders. You can't do a good job of a media company if you've got shareholders. Shareholders want to return. A good publisher and owner will just do what he has to do or she has to do to ensure the newsroom has the resources to be the best they can be. If this is success, and you haven't said I've done anything good yet, <laughs> but if this is success, that was the price. Mm. But should others with means do it, seeing as it is possible to pick up no. you know, distressed no, assets? They shouldn't. No, they, no, they shouldn't do it. No, they, because they have the means, no, they definitely shouldn't do it. So, you know, for, for example, at one point, um, you know, there were, Rumours and suggestions that you know Sir Owen Glenn might end up picking up the Herald for be terrible. a few tens be the of millions. worst thing for media. But isn't that what you did? You're just lucky. <laughs> okay. I mean, New Zealand is. I, I'm sorry, but and and I mean, it, actually, I'm not because you either think I'm an arrogant person or you don't. I mean, I'm I'm a like or not like guy. It's pretty straight. My. But, well, if, if we come back to like the business model of NBR that you put in place, so you made the call, pretty bold one, to go. Ad free, I mean, to discontinue the um, the print uh, edition back in 2020, but also you know to to go ad free. You say no, we're going to make this all subscriber based, the service for subscribers who pay for it. But what, why why did you make that decision to stop? Because if you've got subscribers and ads, aren't, aren't you better off? You know, that's a commercial risk, a sort of foregoing a stream of revenue that could have been really useful. I just knew nobody else would do it. But still, that means you're getting less revenue. You're cutting off a source of revenue. It I must be a good reason just, no one else was doing it, you know what I, I mean? It's a really simple business. It's not at all complicated. And, I'm, you know, I almost don't want to share the secret because it's just so simple. Focus on the consumer and not the client trying to get in front of your consumer. 
bugger the client. Your client is the listener or the reader or the watcher. Your client is the person you know that, uh, that you're engaging with. I would say that's my consumer. Mm, and so the ads are a distraction or they, they, a compromise. I mean, come on. Have you ever looked at an ad on TV or have you ever – did you rock up to the movies like I did with a mate? Ads ad, bang on after time. Like, you know, you, you know it because you know they have about this much. And you still get there and you have to watch an ad. And you're going, you're going look, I've paid a premium for this. Why am I having to experience this? Mm. If you're a premium product, you shouldn't be exposed to something that makes you feel icky. Just this very week, uh, Sky put out a press release saying that they've now um, introduced advertising to their premium service, Neon. And they put out a press release saying it's been a great success. McDonald's came on board and other big clients. So are you saying long term that's a mistake because your subscribers paying for a premium, in this case entertainment, uh, video product are going to get fed up with seeing those ads? And No idea, mate, because I just don't think about it. The things that are troubling media today, the, the lack of advertising support, that, that just isn't something I think about. I, we stopped it. We kicked it to touch three years ago. The fact that the government's not handing out money so much anymore, that's sad. But we didn't take any of it in the first place, so it didn't affect us. So all the things that are affecting mainstream media aren't affecting the MBR model for one simple reason, because, bless them, our member subscribers, they are all of our paymasters, and my team know that. It's not me and it's not Jackie. Our paymasters are our member subscribers. It's that simple, and we only have one. And how many subscribers does NBR have? <laughs> oh, God. You know I'm not going to answer that. When we spoke five years ago, you had a bold goal to sort of double it, and, of course, everyone has uh, targets and uh, so Colin, on. I'm but... sure you did your prep. Uh, and I think at the time we had, mate, I don't even know if we had five. I can't even remember how many we had. But I said to you, we've got to get to, when we get to 10,000, we'll be the undisputed champions of business news in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, we knocked that bugger off a few years ago. You talked about public support there. And I remember there was a time when NBA had little banners up there on the site saying things like, you know, not funded from the public purse um, and so on. So were you not applying to that? Public Interest Journalism Fund or New Zealand On Air or whatever for video productions. Do you not do that because, you know, you feel it's a compromise for the subscribers in the same way that the advertising is? You know, my team are really proud that, you know, that they can they can say that we looked after them over COVID um, and, and we've grown the team since. When I saw the breakdown of how that money was distributed to media organisations, it was close to throwing up. So many brands that I had respect in, I couldn't believe how creative they were to meet the criteria, and I it just it broke my heart. We've uh, we've weathered a storm, and and I'm incredibly confident that you know that NBR will have a very solid future, and I'm confident that the reason it will is because we made some outrageous calls, and we're just lucky to get a number of them nailed. Can this model work? Going ad-free, subscriber-only as income for news organisations that aren't just, um, you know, zeroing in on, on business? Um, if we're consistent, we'll interview, well, you'll interview me in, in six years' time, and then you'll remind me that this was the secret that I gave you that nobody knows now and they won't know for a few years. But the danger that lies ahead for anybody that's taken the approach that Jackie and I have taken is there is only one threat and that threat is from corporate cancellation. 
because we don't have advertising. There's only one metric that shows that you are literally supporting the NBR, and that's that you have a paid subscription. I, I met with somebody yesterday that should have hundreds of subscriptions but only has 10. And I just pointed out that, that you're literally in a position that you can cancel the NBR, and I don't think that's a good look for your organisation. So, But that's all I'd say is just that there is a risk if you have income coming from nowhere else and it is solely from subscriptions. Individuals, solid as incredibly loyal. I mean, I love them to bits. Another call that you made that was an interesting one was a few years back you said you didn't want any um, sort of political pundits or people with political ties. You weren't interested in that kind of commentary anymore for the NBR. Later you hired a few opinion writers, sort of former broadcaster types. Then um, changed your mind about that, so it seems, and and dropped that as well. Have you changed your mind about the value or purpose of um, having opinion in a platform like NBR? Well, I think I've, I think I've, I've provenly um, uh, um, changed my mind. I mean, I think when we interviewed, when we did that interview, that was as I said six years ago. Subsequently, as you said, we actually changed our mind, and I changed my mind again. Look, it was. I, I'm not a rocket scientist. It's it's just a basic business decision. Um, when you looked at the reason, I know how many people cancel. I, I know who they are. I know what subscription they, they have, whether or not it's a, a monthly premium, a smartphone only. I, I know that's, you know, I know that stuff. And so when I'm looking at that and I'm looking at the numbers and, and I'm losing people because they didn't like our opinion pieces, I'm like, what? Why the hell have we got these opinion pieces if that's the reason people are bloody cancelling their subscriptions? And by the way, isn't that just a distraction on the job that our member subscribers have paid us to do? And then I find out internally what those resources are and then externally how much the investment was. And I sat down with my fabulous co-editors, Calder and Hamish, and it it didn't take long for us to all agree that it made more sense to stop having opinion pieces, refocus the resources that we had in the newsroom on business news that people could use. And the money that you saved from the people that were personal friends of mine, Rachel Smalley, Duncan Garner, Marty. Um, So that was hard, but the money that we saved, I didn't put it in my back pocket. That money, by the way, just hired a, a uh, a new senior Australian journalist. We've got two of them now exclusively working for NBR based in Australia. We'll have three before the end of the year. Plus, we're on hire at the moment for two new seniors. So all I did is I just used that money. And if I just focus on business news, you can use drop the opinion that people were cancelling our subscriptions for anyway. I mean, you got it's not rocket science. (laughs) I'm embarrassed that I didn't do it sooner. That was Todd Scott, who owns the NBR National Business Review, along with his partner Jackie, who, as we heard there, is also its chief financial officer. And Todd was talking to me there from Auckland this week before heading back to Fiji, where they're based. Now, recently, Todd Scott was one of several New Zealand media bosses answering questions from the New Zealand Herald about the current and future state of the industry here. And Scott said one of the biggest challenges is to retain New Zealand's best talent in journalism as media companies' balance sheets tighten up. So next week here on Media Watch, we'll hear more from Todd Scott about that and other big issues for business coverage and local media in 2024.